This is episode 149 of the Twim Show. I'm your host Sajid Islam and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates from the week of February 20, 20 February 20 through 24, 2023. First off, a quick update on LinkedIn. LinkedIn has uh, released four updates, uh, four features that I think you need to be aware of. Number one, uh, now going forward, you can choose what type of content shows up on your active on the activity section of your profile. Um, this is going to be good because if you publish a lot of videos or articles, you can actually uh, have that showcase first. The second update is that last year LinkedIn updated uh, or introduced a way to schedule posts, and obviously, you know, this was covered in our Twim show. Now, LinkedIn is saying that you know you have the ability to schedule uh, schedule newsletters and articles as well. So if you are a, co- a regular contributor and you want your articles to go out on a certain time on or day of the week, you could actually go ahead and schedule that. The third update is that LinkedIn now has a one-click subscriber URL and an embeddable button that makes it easier for you to share it and maybe put it out on your uh, let's just say Facebook page or an email thing where people can click on it and they will get subscribed. Fourth is now you can customize, and this is a big one, you can customize how your articles show up on search engines. Like in a couple of, or a few weeks ago, I covered you know how in LinkedIn you can uh, change the SEO title of your posts. Uh, so now LinkedIn is giving you the option to change the way your um, uh, articles uh, show up on search engines. And to do that, you would have to go to the publishing menu on the top left corner and then click on settings. And then you will be able to see the option for customized SEO titles and descriptions to appear in searches. <clears throat> and I believe you can do this for articles that you've already posted. So, you know, hey, if you have been active on LinkedIn, maybe this is something you want to Uh, do it this week or maybe next week. Lastly, uh, now when you search for newsletter authors, you will be able to see their newsletters right under the name in the search results window. Not a big deal, uh, but you know, again, if you are someone who's actively searching on newsletters to subscribe to, um, you probably are using this feature. I'm not a big LinkedIn person. publisher, nor do I really go into LinkedIn to read a lot of in-depth articles. Maybe I'm missing out. Uh, I'm very, I have things to read, books to read, uh, and I have my daily sources. I don't want to go into LinkedIn. It's just that LinkedIn has become like so busy uh, with people publishing uh, regular updates, thoughts, and everything. And now with articles, it's just like too much for me. But that's just me, okay? With that, let's move on to the next update. And this is something we covered two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, where Google decided, hey, we are going to auto-migrate you to GA4 if you are not migrating by February 28th. So today is, uh, I forgot the date, today is February 26th. Uh, So if you are not migrated uh, to GA4 by February 28th, or if you don't opt out of the setting, Google is going to do this for you. Now, I will tell you from my own experiences that you don't want Google to do it. Uh, Google has this machine language uh, or artificial intelligence that's going to do uh, really a bad job unless you know you don't really track GA4. In that case, you would do it, but I would still say no. Uh, 
but there is a way to opt it out. Uh, it's quite easy. You'd have to go to a GA, your current existing universal analytics properties, go to admin and the property settings. There is a toggle button. You can just toggle it off and Google will not do it. Uh, but yeah, I hope you are listening and uh, I just want you to opt out. Next up. <clears throat> Now, Google Search Console has a way to automate your data export da daily data export from Google Search Console into BigQuery. And this is pretty interesting. Uh, you know, even, and Google is saying this is for P, uh, websites that have hundreds and thousands of pages or tens and thousands of pages because they will find it helpful. But I think even small business owners who are into the SEO game would find, find it helpful to move it into BigQuery. Now, if the word BigQuery or data... Um, Looker Studio confuses you, then you know maybe this is the time you should actually seek professional or advice. But where I'm like it is that you know you can actually store your historical data into uh, Data Studio, and obviously sometimes you forget, and this is something once you set it up, it goes and sets up auto, uh, saves it every night. Um, the other challenge is that obviously BigQuery is something there is it comes with an expense, it's cheap, but it's still like you know maybe it's going to run into about four or five dollars a month after you know you have a certain amount of data initially it's going to be cheap like in a pennies and over time it's going to be a lot of data but it gives you the data to mine to see how you're doing what's happening what's showing up things like that uh, with search console you know you can only see up to a thousand rows of data so if you see you only have 500 rows of data then yeah you have room to grow in search console ui uh, or you could actually go into Looker Studio, but Looker Studio gives you 50,000 rows uh, of data per day. So if you look, Looker Studio used to be Data Studio. So if you are a little over, you know, 1,000, I would say this is where you might, might want to look at uh, BigQuery and use that as a storage vehicle. That's what I'm coming from. Okay, next up is uh, SEO update, which is Google is saying, well, John Mueller is saying, just embedding reviews from other websites will not help you with ranking. And what that basically means is say you have Facebook Facebook reviews and you embed it on your web page. Uh, that does not necessarily mean that you are going to rank higher in Google just because you're 4.5 star or 4.9 star in, on Facebook out of five. Right, uh, just because you can, it helps you to showcase your uh, credibility or your service to someone reading your web page, visiting your web page, but it doesn't really help anything with the, uh, you know, ranking. That's number one. The other thing John went to go and extend says, just uh, do not use structured data for reviews that you bring from other websites, right? And these are called self-serving reviews, right? You, you have Facebook review and you're pulling it into your webpage. Um, that's because it's something that was covered back in 2016 and 19, where and Google just basically said in 2019, self-serving reviews are not, are not allowed for local business or any organizations. So some people tend to forget Right, and they will do that. Oh, structured data, structured data is important. I know we have covered structured data quite a few times on our show, so we might, uh, people might think, Oh, we well, here's a review, let me use structured data. Well, this kind of structured data that you are structured data for the purpose of self serving reviews, where reviews you bring from other websites to showcase your thing is not allowed. Uh, if you do that, chances are you nothing will happen to you, you will kind of, you know 
probably go unnoticed, undetected but until the day when it comes. If for some reason Google is going to uh, de-rank you, delist you, and then you're going to be on their you know, uh, naughty list. And once you're in the naughty list, and actually hold on to the end, you will kind of, you know... Uh, find very interesting you know where i what i mean by naughty list and then you will find out that you know you've been somehow on the naughty list and the only way you find out is because your ranking drops and you will be scratching your head what happened was it this thing was it this algorithm update was it that algorithm update or was it did i change the domain did i change the hosting because there's so many things that can go change right was it the layout and then you'd be like scratching your head so it's best to stay safe and follow google's advice despite what uh self uh proclaimed seo experts say follow what google publishes and then at least you know hey i did everything by the book next up google responds if core web vitals should be a priority uh for small businesses uh i made a mistake on the slide deck uh i We'll go back and change it. But anyway, uh, Brenda asked John Mueller, since Google Search Console only shows core web vitals, CWV, and page experience metrics for sufficiently popular sites that have enough CRUX data. That CRX, CRUX stands for Chrome User Experience Data. So Brenda is now wondering, do you think small less than 1k page mom and pop website should stress about core web vitals since google says they only count core web vitals if there is crux data which is chrome user experience data google's john Mueller says reply to that you know what in most core most cases core web vitals should work uh, should not be at the top of your list mom and pop websites he means okay this is because the page experience factor is not huge and more so for sites with very few pages google does not have the chrome user experience data for that pages on that site in those cases data is not used right so it's kind of open and shut case which is like you know, if you're a small website you really uh shouldn't focus on that now he goes on to say does that mean you should ignore speed and core web vitals or should you just improve it anyway to that he says maybe i mean at the end of the day a visitor coming to your website do notice it if your site is super slow and you just might bail like if it sites takes like 9 10 12 seconds they might say oh this site sucks like let me go back versus like three to four five seconds which is usually the norm you know you want to stay between four to six seconds max um, but that should not be your top priority. So this is where you need to draw the line. If your website is loading between four to six, again, that's my opinion. You should be like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to spend too much time, move hostings, things like that. It also depends what you want to achieve with that site. Is your site a business card site or more interactive? How bad is it? Where it stands? Things like that. Because uh, John goes on to say, you know what? Sometimes SEO folks will like, you know, spend unnecessary cycles trying to redesign a site, optimize these things, and only to save a second or two when they could actually take that thing to go take that resource and go spend on something else that might be uh, more measurable but at the same time you know for an SEO folks they might come in and say you know hey Mr. Customer your site used to take six seconds to load now it loads in four seconds so we got you a two seconds gain and that's amazing huge right and that's that's measurable versus you know you could say hey we wrote two articles uh, and it hasn't been indexed yet so you know, I'm playing, I'm being very transparent with you and I'm just saying you should focus on publishing articles, publishing things 
uh, that is going to move the needle. But if your site's taking like in a nine seconds, 12 seconds, 14 seconds to load, maybe this is where you need to probably go back and uh, exp uh, focus on uh, page experience, core web vitals, because that's going to be uh, important. Now, if the term Chrome user experience or which is CRUX or Core Web Vital CWV uh, makes you feel dizzy or it's something, the new term that you're hearing for the first time, I think it's a sign that you should actually talk to a search marketer. Uh, unless, of course, you're preparing for a career in search marketing, in which case, you know, you should absolutely dig into deeper into it. If you are a business owner who's focused on serving your customers and selling the service or the product that you make, focus on other things that will get you higher returns. Next up, and this is the point, and this is the update that I was alluding to earlier, which is, you know, will your rankings drop if you have a keyword-rich domain? Uh, this is again something we covered uh, last episode, which is episode 148, where Google says, you know, if you have exact match domain, or also in other words, uh, keyword-rich domain, um, you know, does that help you, hurt you? How does John Mueller feel? Uh, again, John is not a big pop fan of. Um, keyword rich domain but you know in this case some a user asked a website owner asked john hey i used to be ranked position number one for the search uh, cbd uk right so if you go in into google and type in cbd uk this he used to be in position one now suddenly he drops to position 100 uh, is it because i have the domain cbd-uk.com very valid question, especially after what was covered last week. To that, John said, uh, an existing site, existing site would not drop in ranking just because it uses an exact match domain or in other words, keyword rich domain. Changes like that would be due to other reasons, right? Um, now, this website owner is panicking because obviously I actually went in uh, to in preparation for this uh, show, I went in and I typed in the word CBD UK. Lo and behold, he is not in the first 10 positions, first 20 positions, first 30 positions. I think he's somewhere down 100 or 120. I do not know because Google does not do pagination anymore. It's just infinite scrolling, but it was way down, okay? So I do see that he's in position number whatever. And he has dropped, and I looked at his website, and he does sell CBD products. So obviously, he was ranking number one, which basically means people will find his website, people will click on his website, people will buy the product from his website, and he would make money. And now he's panicking because he's dropped from number one to all the way down below. And trust me, you if you are in the market for CBD um, products in the UK, you would not go deep that deep. Because again, the joke is, where do you hide dead bodies? It's page two of Google. Now, it's infinite scrolling, but still, it's down there. So again, this goes into the other point where I always tell people, like, you know, do not just, just because you're ranking does not mean you shouldn't spend money on Google Ads. Now, suddenly, this guy was having, like, you know, fun. He was on position one, and now he's, suddenly he wakes up, uh, whatever day, a week later or two weeks later, he says he's in position 100. Now he's scrambling because he's day, basically he's saying my livelihood gone. I'm going to go broke. I'm not have anything like that. So nothing we can do. You know, as a business owner, you should always have your options open. Now, having said that, John advises the owner to go check if there are any manual action against his website, right? Again, this goes back to what I, the point I covered two weeks, uh, two updates back, which is you don't want, you want to do everything by the book. 
right? You don't want to do anything shady. Now, at this point, he doesn't realize, is it because of the exact match domain or is it because of uh, a incorrect structured data or is it for something else? Like he He's going crazy, right? Uh, or is it because of some updates that was done recently to Google algorithms? Because you know, if you've been following our show, you know we've been covering like a lot of updates. Google did a... Uh, update their algorithms back in December as well, like helpful content update. It could be many things, many factors. The only way you win in this game, if you're playing the organic game, is you need to do everything by the book. And as these updates are coming out, you want to make sure that, you know, you are on top of it, right? You're keeping up. So, for example, if I cover something like, hey, uh, Google just launched helpful content update, you want to go big, go back in there and you want to go back and, you know, make sure, okay, Google is making these changes. Let me go see what's happening to my site. What actions do I need to take proactively to make sure I don't get hit rather than keeping your fingers crossed and says, oh my God, I hope everything is great. And then, you know, and usually if Google starts an update and you've seen this, if you're following a show, if Google starts an update today, your site will not get affected tomorrow. It's not, I wish it was that fast. It does never happen that fast. It usually updates, two weeks go by, three weeks go by, four weeks go by, and suddenly you're going to get hit. Sometimes you get hit right away if your site's like on the top of the list. But remember, there are billions of websites out there, billions and pages that are indexed. So Google has to also make its work its way through it. Now, yeah, Google has compute power, but that doesn't have, they have like all the in compute power in the world that they can process everything right away. I mean, they use most of this 90% of the compute power, I guess, to serve the search results, not for things like this. So many things can happen. I hope you're listening. If you're listening, I would say if you're for relying on SEO traffic, make sure you stay on top of it. You do the right things, follow the directions and the news I bring to you. Again, I have nothing to gain from here. I don't charge. I don't sell anything on these shows. Uh, I just bring you the news as I find them. I don't bring in hearsay. I bring it from things from John Mueller, uh, Gary Illis, people who work for Google, people who are basically the face of Google uh, to the community. And if they're saying something, I would rather listen to them than some expert out there saying, do this because this will rank you on the top of the list, right? Uh, so hope this helps, folks. With that, that's it for this week in marketing. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye.